welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Friday, May 14th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me as always is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. Well, it's it's good to be in, on a Friday. I did calm down a little from last night. I know I peppered you with a lot of text there uh, with a lot of exclamation points. I was not happy with what was unfolding down in South Beach with the Sixers. What's your thought on that performance last night? Well, I was pretty confident they would win that game. So uh, I'm, I'm surprised at the outcome. I'm a bit worried too. Um, not for uh, seeding purposes. I'm sure they'll get it done in the last two games. But uh, I just wish they could, they could take the pressure off a little bit right now. Yeah, I think uh, Barkley and Shaq said it at halftime. You know, it wasn't a matter of winning or losing the game. You just want to look like you've got some fight in you. And Miami clearly took the fight to Philadelphia. It was uh, the index had a nice call on that one. I, as you, we said yesterday, I didn't give it away, but I was hinting that uh, we were going with the heat and we did go with the heat, but that was one where the index and my own personal preference were uh, misaligned. I definitely wanted to see Philadelphia play well and they just did it. And it was kind of deja vu with some of the past problems that Philly has had in the postseason. Simmons was non-existent on the offensive end and beat looked frustrated and threw up some bad shots. Curry and Furcon, Looked uh, kind of overwhelmed by the moment. Didn't didn't step up. Shake didn't provide much off of the bench. So I don't know. I don't want to read too much into one regular season game, but it is at the end of the season. It had a playoff intensity to it. A reason Embiid got into it, and then Dwight and Udonis Haslam, who was making his only appearance of the season, scored four points, a la Willis Reed, and then left the game when he got tossed for getting into it with Howard. Uh, it just was an ill-timed game for Philly to lay an egg. Yes, they'll probably get it done tonight against Orlando, get the number one seed wrapped up. But they're going to get punched in the eye a couple times, uh, either by Brooklyn, Milwaukee, or Miami. Uh, I think all three are capable. And uh, it didn't look like they were ready to respond last night. So, I guess it's a long-winded way of saying I'm not getting my hopes too high for the Sixers team in the postseason. Uh, Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. All right. Yes, we are uh, keeping expectations reasonable. Uh, We're looking for higher expectations, though, on the index front today. We did go two and two yesterday. Um, We won the Memphis-Sacramento game, which was close, but Kings did keep it under the margin, and we did win the baseball game last night. Uh, Nice performance out of Trevor Rogers, and uh, offensively, a good performance out of Jesus Aguilar, who were the two keys that we thought going into that game. So we've kept our hot streak going on the diamond. Uh, We came up short, should have taken the the Miami-Philly game. We did not for the podcast. Uh, Our other game was the Knicks. Uh, Very surprised they did not cover that one. Came close. Got it to four in the end, but uh, came up a point short on that cover. And then we missed on our prop. And I think this is a tough time of year for props because you don't know how many minutes guys are going to necessarily play. Zach uh, did play a full game last night, but Levine came up just short 
with 24 points on our 25 and a half point line. So two and two overall, a winning week though for the index on our podcast. So we'll see if we can head into the weekend with a couple more winners. Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, get into our schedule for today. And we'll start out in uh, Dallas. We've got Raptors versus Mavericks. Uh, Toronto's 27 and 43 overall. Dallas is 41 and 29. And uh, don't know who's going to play for Toronto tonight. Pretty big line here. Dallas favored by 12 at home. What do you think about that? Yeah, as we've been saying all week long, the big lines are here at the end of the uh, regular season. You know, the Raptors just can't seem to wrap up this season fast enough so they can limp home to Tampa or Toronto or wherever those poor guys are able to head to. I mean, they're, they were arguably the most victimized team all season long by COVID. And their lineup, which was once loaded with talent like Lowry and Siakam and Van Vliet, is finishing with the likes of Stanley Johnson, Joe Harris, and no, not that Joe Harris from Brooklyn, uh, and Malachi Flynn and Kem Birch. It's just a far cry from the Raptors that we've come to know. And not surprisingly, Nick Nurse's team is finishing weekly. They've lost eight of their last nine following last night's 114-102 loss to Chicago. So playing the second of a back-to-back for this team right now is hard enough, but playing it against the red-hot Mavericks looks downright ugly. The Mavs have been rounding into playoff form with 10 wins in their last 13 games and are coming off a 125-107 blowout win over New Orleans at home on Wednesday. Luka had his usual dominant game. He was 33 points, eight boards, eight assists. The good news for Dallas fans is that Tim Hardaway Jr. remains hot. He had 27 points on 10 of 18 shooting, and the unicorn looked pretty good in his return from a knee injury. He had 19 points in 22 minutes. Rick Carlisle definitely going to need those two to continue to step up if Dallas is going to make some noise in the postseason. Mavs still have plenty to play for tonight, so expect a full complement of their starters. I think J.J. Redick is the only one who's listed as out. Uh, a win will ensure them a spot in the top six, so avoiding that dreaded play-in game. And the Mavs are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six overall. So as I said, finishing with a flurry, not like the Raptors, who, who are 0-3-1 in their last four against the spread overall. So even with a big double-digit line at home, Dallas uh, looking to secure their spot in the top six. Uh, see the Mavs taking full advantage of a weak Raptors team tonight and covering that dozen-point line. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess the Raptors, you know, it, they'll be somewhat competitive. It's not the biggest line I've ever seen, but it's it's pretty large. It's pretty large. Uh, and, again, second of a back-to-back uh, after losing to Chicago last night and going with really a lineup of backups right now uh, just looks too much to, for them, uh, even to keep it within that line against Dallas. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It is. Uh, even though uh, we were victimized by that Raptors team two years ago with the 20 bounce shot from Kawhi at the buzzer, uh, you know, I, I did like them uh, and what they were able to do up there. And it's really sad to see how quickly this, this program has gone down. But 
that being said, they still got Siakam and Van Vliet. We'll see what happens to Lowry. He may be in a Sixer uniform next year. Who knows? But <laughs> I ex- I expect Toronto to be back and better next year. Uh, you didn't have to remind me of that. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Kyle Lowry is is the the answer. I don't know. As I said last night, I need to see Simmons have a big postseason. I just I need to see that. I even if we don't win, if he just looks like he has an ability to take over a game, you know, I'm okay. But mm-hmm. it just if he disappears again, I don't know. Maybe Kyle Lowry, maybe somebody else. I, I think we need to shake it up because I I don't think we can we can hope to come back with the same core if we lay an egg in the postseason. So Yeah. We'll see oh, where we God. go from there. All right. Well, speaking of teams who can't afford to lay any eggs in the postseason, shall we look at the L.A. Clippers tonight? Yeah, yeah. This game, uh, kind of similar to the one we just looked at. L.A. versus Houston. Clippers 47 and 23. Uh, Rockets 16 and 54 and on quite the losing streak themselves. Um, bunch of guys on the injury report for the Clippers, so not sure who's going. But anyway, line on this one is Clippers by 12 on the road. So what do you see in this one? Yeah, I'm kind of expecting PG-13 to be out tonight. He did play 35 minutes last night, so probably a good chance um, Ty Lu isn't going to have him in the lineup. But, you know, like the Mavericks, the Clips are finishing strong as they battle the Suns and Nuggets for the two through four seeds in the West. And Ty Lu's team has won four of its last five Um and started out their season-ending four-game road trip with easy victories over two struggling teams in Toronto and Charlotte, winning by an average margin of 21 points. So I like the theme of this Clippers team heading down the stretch here. Uh, They get another chance to replicate that kind of performance tonight as they face the team with the worst record in the league. Last night against the Hornets, Clips were hot from the outside. They knocked down 21 threes, and five guys finished in double figures with PG-13 leading the way with 20. But as I said, after playing 35 minutes, uh, there's probably a good chance George is going to be out for tonight. Still, there's plenty of firepower from guys like Reggie Jackson and Zubots and uh, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, to get past this Rockets team, especially since Steven Silas's squad is likely to sit a number of players as well. In fact, 10 of the 16 players they have under contract are listed as out because of injury, including Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. That's a big chunk of their offense. And that leaves the likes of Kenyon Martin Jr. and Kelly Olynyk to finish out the season. Rockets, to their credit, did show plenty of fight the other night uh, against the other L.A. team, the Lakers, uh, before losing uh, down the stretch, 124-122. But, of course, that was the Lakers without A.D. or LeBron. And, frankly, that Lakers team is not playing at the level that the Clips are right now. Clips are 18-15-1 this year against the spread uh, on the road, and the Rockets just 8-27 and against the spread at home. So in another mismatch, with something on the line for the Clips in terms of playoff positioning. It may be a game of scrubs tonight, but against this Houston team, uh, we're still going to stick with L.A. on the road. Give us L.A. minus the points. Okay. All right. Yeah, Clippers really uh, riding quietly uh, but strongly into the playoffs. 
Yep, but like Philadelphia, they are the Sixers of the West. It's not what have you done for me in the regular season. It's what are you going to do for me in the postseason. So I agree. Compared to uh, Philly, they look a lot better right now heading into the playoffs. Um, And certainly with Kawhi, they've got that playoff-tested leader that uh, Philadelphia seems to not have. But We'll have to see once uh, once the games really start to take on some true meaning in the postseason. This is uh, this guy on Twitter, Rob Perez, does these like fan therapy sessions after tough losses. This really feels like a th- Sixers therapy session this morning. <laughs> it does, and I and I don't like it that we're finishing against Orlando. As you've said, though, Orlando is not a pushover historically for the Sixers. We seem mm-hmm. to have had our problems with the Magic. Uh, if Philly loses these two games to Orlando, they don't deserve the number one seed. That's clear. Mm-hmm. But I don't even want to feel good about having the top seed after that performance last night. I'm not going to feel like it was well-earned, even if they end up winning by 30 tonight. So, Well, we will have a week to kind of uh... – you know, cool off after the season because of the play-ins and all that stuff. So uh, maybe we'll forget about it by the time the playoffs start. We might, we might. And maybe I wasn't, I wouldn't have been so panicky if Doc had looked a little more calm last night, but Doc didn't look happy either. So, all right, enough Sixers. Actually, why don't we go over to another Philadelphia team that may have better prospects tonight as we move over to the diamond, because I think we are going to skip over our player prop today, correct? Yeah, um, I'm watching the uh, injury reports. And as you mentioned, Paul George, uh, he shows up on there. Uh, Steph shows up day to day now. So really not sure who's going to play. Not enough lines out there. So yeah, let's just jump right to baseball. Sounds good. Yeah. Why don't we go visit our Phillies? How about that? All right. So uh, yeah, Philadelphia is in Toronto. Phillies 20 and 18. Blue Jays 20 and 16 so far. For the Phils, Vince Velasquez goes. He's 1-0 so far. And Steven Matz pitching for the Blue Jays, 5-2 on the season. Line on this one is Blue Jays minus 145 at home. So what do you like about this one? Well, this really brings back some memories, doesn't it? That 1993 World Series. And unfortunately for us, as Philly fans, another tough uh, thing to swallow with Joe Carter hitting that game-winning home run off of wild thing. But while that game was up in Toronto, even though this is at Toronto, uh, it's actually going to be at Dunedin uh, as the Blue Jays head back to Florida after finishing a recent road trip. They open up a 10-game homestand with this game tonight, and this will be the last homestand in Dunedin. They then move on to Buffalo on June 1. Um, You know, Toronto's definitely feeling good about itself right now. Uh, after sweeping the Braves in a three-game set for the second time this season, uh, six and zero against Atlanta this year, so we can thank Toronto for putting the Braves uh, behind us at the moment in the NLE standings. They outscored Atlanta by a seventeen to eight margin in the most uh, recent series, and they now sit within a game and a half of the Red Sox in first place in the ALE. So watch out! Here come the Blue Jays. Uh, Phil's also just a game and a half behind the Mets. How'd the Mets sneak into the top spot there in the NL East? I guess they've gotten hot, even with DeGrom out. Um, they got, uh, Phil's are just one and a half games behind New York, and they took two out of three in their most recent series 
in Washington. That was a hopeful sign for Joe Girardi's club because, frankly, the Phils have not been that great on the road so far this year. They've lost 12 of their first 19. So good to see Philly pick up two wins there in Washington. Um, You know, while Bryce Harper is always the focus uh, on the offensive end, and he's off to a pretty solid start. He's hitting 306 with seven homers and 11 RBI. And as we talked about in a previous game, uh, after taking that fastball right in the face, I mean, the fact that he's bounced back as quickly as he has is a testament to his toughness. But he doesn't leave the fills in any of those categories. Uh, Reese Hoskins leads the team in home runs with eight. Didi Gregorius leads the team in, team in RBI with 22. And JT Realmuto is leading in batting average at 314. So they've got some nice diversity in the lineup. Unfortunately, Rio Muto looks like he's going to be out tonight as he has gone into health and safety protocol. Who knows when he'll be back. Uh, but the offense, even without JT, will be going up against former Mets Stephen Matz tonight. Uh, his 5-2 and two record belies his 4.86 ERA. He was 4-0 with a 2.31 ERA through his first five starts, but it's not been nearly as good in May as he's allowed eight runs in 10 innings against Oakland and Houston. And, of course, as a Met, or former Met, I should say, Matt's faced the Phils on a number of occasions, including a start in last year's shortened season when Philly tagged him for six runs on five hits over four and a third innings. And in his career, Matt's is just two and six with a 6.10 ERA in 11 starts against Philadelphia. So Philly's had his number, and the Phils starter tonight, Vince Velasquez, has been sharper since moving into the starting rotation. Uh, in his 11 and a third innings in May, he's allowed only two earned runs on six hits while striking out 12. And he also had some good success against Toronto last year with a 2-0 and record and 4.09 ERA in two starts. Uh, Phils have been very good as an underdog so far, 5-2 and two in their last seven in that role. And they've jumped out in uh, the start of a series uh, well. They're 5-0 and in their last five in game ones of a series. And the Blue Jays just 6-17 and in their last 23 interleague series against teams with a winning record. So while they took full advantage of Atlanta and its losing record right now against the teams that have been uh, hotter, they have not done as well. So we like Philadelphia here down in Dunedin. I wonder if they'll stop by Clearwater, Ben, and check out uh, the Tiki Bar there in spring training. Uh, it's going to have a spring training feel tonight. The Clearwater Phillies against the Dunedin Blue Jays. We're going to stick with the Phils tonight on the road. Like them as a dog here, especially with Velasquez pitching well and Matt's not having a very good history against Philly. Give us uh, Philly in the plus money tonight. All right. Cool. I like that. So we actually, as cathartic as it may have been to talk about the Sixers and get that off my chest, we are going both Philly teams tonight because we do have the Sixers to cover against Orlando. So maybe uh, when we wake up tomorrow morning, morning, we'll have a little bit better feeling about our teams. Yes. Uh, no, I think we will. And uh, yeah, end of the season uh, for basketball coming right up. Uh, when we get back next week, uh, the regular season will be over. 
Sure will. And uh, we do have the WNBA starting today. So I don't know if we'll start to weave some WNBA picks. I do not have them up yet. I will be getting those up. Still waiting for the uh, total numbers to come out. Uh, Vegas a little slow in getting those NBA numbers going uh, here at the start. But uh, check out all our WNBA picks uh, for the entire season, starting with tonight's action. Uh, You can, of course, get all of our MLB NHL and NBA picks at dunkleindex.com. We have our FCS championship pick uh, on Sunday. It's Sam Houston State versus South Dakota State. Both teams looking for their first FCS championships after watching North Dakota State dominate in recent years. So you definitely want to go to dunkleindex.com and get our FCS pick. And we've got uh, the Dry Dean 400 this weekend and NASCAR in Dover, Delaware. So you'll want to get our NASCAR picks as well. So a lot going on right now, a lot of fun time. And uh, we've got it all there for free at dunkleindex.com. Yes, we certainly do. Well, uh, good week so far. Hopefully we uh, finish with a couple winners tonight, and uh, we'll be back again next week. That sounds good, Ben. Have uh, a good weekend, everybody. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. We'll see you later. See you, Ben.